Welcome back to the Average Bro Show. Today is October 23rd, Friday. We have a lot to unpack for you guys. The NFL, NFC East is absolutely garbage. Four of the five worst NFL teams. The Cowboys ripped the coaching staff. Mike Vrabel may be a genius. Uh, baseball, we're unpacking the whole World Series. What's to come? What just happened? Holy smokes, the Dodgers may have it. Finally, NCAA, no way Nick Saban passed that COVID test. Big news, Big Ten's back. Odell, he's banned for two years. Good for him. And then we got a little side splice of the UFC coming at you. Stay tuned. We got Spotify coming for the podcast. And we also have a big interview with the Freezer Tart Boys. Let's go. All right, boys, week seven, NFL. We got a quick recap of week six. Um, here we go. Crown me King Henry, poor Deshaun Watson. Houston, 36, Tennessee, 42. Drew, unlock me a W. Should the Pats be worried? Huh? Denver, 18, New England, 12. Hey, hey, Philly, Dilly, sweaty postman. Cincinnati, 27, Indianapolis, 31. Welcome back, Mr. Don Julio Jones. Give me a shot. Atlanta, 40. Minnesota, 23. We are the shitbag NFC East. Washington, 19. New York Giants, 20. Bye-bye, Baker. Bye-bye, Cleveland. Cleveland, 7. Pittsburgh, 38. Battle of the Big Dicks. This one goes to Nick. Chicago, 23. Carolina, 16. Detroit versus Jacksonville. Who really cares? Detroit, 34. Jacksonville, 16. One thrust, two thrust, three thrust. You're out of here, Mr. Rogers. Green Bay 10, Tampa Bay 38. Fitzmagic's going away party. Bye-bye, Fitzmagic. New York Jets 0, Miami 24. We found Buffalo. Buffalo 17, Kansas City 26. Buffalo shows us their true colors. Energizer Bunny, Kyler Murray. Good night, Dallas. But welcome to first place. Arizona 38, Dallas 10. Here we are, boys. We're into it. Um, week seven of the NFL. We got so much stuff that happened last week. The NFC East has four of the five worst NFL teams. They're fucking trash. They're trash. Joe, what do we got? Trash division. Um, Philly looks like they played in that game. I had the over. Uh, they finished 28-30. to 30. I don't think they scored until the fucking fourth quarter, dude. It was bullshit. I don't think that game was even close. That's why we got live right now, Giants versus Eagles. I took the Giants because I think anybody giving up points for the Eagles, I could not give up points for them. I it's, just can't do it. It's so funny to see, too. Like We're like, oh, this is a fucking terrible game. But it, in a way, it's like battle for the first place. So let's fucking get it. This is a playoff game right here. Winner can fucking make it and, and win the division title. The winner of the, that division... I saw like someone did a, a simulation of a hundred different paths that they can make it in, and they had the division winner winning with five wins at the end of the year. Shut the fuck up. Should they host a fucking? Do they get in game? the playoffs like that? And they're adding yeah. a team this year, right? They get into the playoffs and they host the playoff game, the first one. So Andy Dalton could end up being a playoff contender this year with the Cowboys. Oh, they're gonna win it. They're going to win it. Unless fucking Carson Wentz becomes the Carson Wentz of two years ago, they're going to win the fucking division. Carson Wentz could never become the Carson Wentz of two years ago. He is a different guy. He hit the portal, 
came back as the real guy from North Dakota State, and he's playing like it. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of disrespecting all the gingers out there who had faith in him at first. He, he was the cinnamon cannon. He was uh, he was their totem pole. He was on the pedestal. Yeah, good looking too. They're like fucking. It's like the complete opposite of Dustin May. Just Dustin May, just fucking. One L for the uh, the gingers with he, his face. He took the the title from Carrot Top for a little bit there. I think Carrot Top got it back, but he took it for a little. But back on topic, how about the the Cowboys just absolutely roasting their coaching staff? I mean, how do you let something like that get out? That's just that's just bad bad publicity for that team. You're dog shit, and now you're gonna blame it on the fucking coaches instead of just the just lack of effort. Obviously, the injury to Dak. I mean, I think it's a low blow, and I think that honestly is that's going to hurt them moving forward. I don't know how they can win games with that kind of bullshit going on in their uh, locker room. Could you? Could they prove it with Zeke yet? Could they prove it with Zeke saying the comments? Poor Zeke, he's got like the fucking fumbleitis. Yeah, he's got the, the whole pressure of the whole franchise on his shoulders, and he fumbles twice. But weren't you just at the Cowboy Stadium, right? Welcome back, Alex. Welcome yep. back. <clears throat> so I went to. Three of the NLCS games last week, and then on the mon- on Monday night, decided we'd go take a little lap around AT and T Stadium, scalp some tickets for a hundred bucks from some dude. He was trying to sell them for like three hundred. We're like, no fucking way. He's like, I just need some money. What do you call it? It's like, I'll give you a hundred. Oh my god. He was in all about it. That stadium is fucking massive. We got there. We ended up scalping those tickets like with, I don't know. Three minutes left in the first quarter. Oh, shit. Oh. We didn't even get to our seats because we were looking at the whole fucking stadium the whole time. Yeah, that it's it's wild. So, side note, before you continue with that, I went to um, Dallas Cowboys Stadium when Ohio State won the national championship in 14. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but did you pull up on the freeway and, like, when you're driving up, you just see, like, it looks like a fucking spaceship. And you're oh, like, yeah. holy fuck, what the fuck is that? And I go, oh, that's a football stadium. It's unreal. Like, at this game on Monday, they had both roofs retracted. So if you don't know the stadium, it retracts from up top, and then it opens up on the sides as well. So they had everything open. And it was only 25,000 people, but, dude, when you're over there walking at halftime in between quarters, like, dude, that place is like 25,000 people. That's like the biggest event going on in the fucking country right now. How quiet was it? Oh, it was... You know, they tried to keep it going with their freaking crowd noises and all that shit, but I I mean, dude, the place, one thing I will say, that place was packed with Cardinals fans. Packed with Cardinals fans. Uh, I don't know why. Kyler Murray's from Texas. Well, it's like like L.A. stands, though, too, aside from the Dodgers. Like, when you go to a Rams game and it's like... 80% Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo Bills. I'm like, what are these fucking pants? Who yeah. are these guys? Why are they breaking yeah, so tables? I think the Cowboys, it's kind of like a, like a tourist attraction yeah. where they get all the people, but um, that place is fucking... And it's so distracting. Like, I'm a huge football guy, and I'm fucking sitting there watching football, but, like, the kid side in me is like, fuck, I need to get up and go check this out. I need to go to the, the arcade. Like, the shit that they have in there, I'm like, why are we even watching football? Yeah, the thing that was a little interesting... With the stadium and something that it it really benefits you if you're sitting in one of the first two levels is because if you're any higher than that, you find yourself just watching the fucking huge ass TV screen they got, <laughs> and you're and at that point you're like, well fuck, why am I not just at home watching the goddamn game instead of on this thousand inch TV screen? I know that shit is is wild. And to touch on your point, Joe, like 
you asked if it was quiet or not. That shit would have been quiet even if it was packed to the to the fucking top of the stadium because well, Cowboy they fans their ass worked. They usually boo. I mean, they they let Jerry know when they're not happy. So I was just wondering, were they were they vocal about it? Or were they all crying? No, they were all pretty much crying. I mean, the <laughs> that thing that is it's comical about that franchise is you have their fans that they think they're like the Yankees of the MLB or you, they think they're like the Lakers of the NBA. Like, there's like this historic franchise. And they've just been dog shit for like since 95. Yeah, since the year I was born. I am the Cowboy Curse. They will not win a Super Bowl till I die. I was born in 95 too. What year were you born in? 95. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're all the curse. The yeah. curse. The when thing we go down in the airplane, then they'll win again. Jesus, <laughs> knock on fucking wood. The thing that's so fucked up about it is you, you know, you go to a lot of other games and a lot, and, and Cowboys, it is a historic franchise, but everyone's wearing the same jersey. I mean, everyone's either got a Dak jersey or an Elliott jersey, and it's like, all right, guys, we get it. Like, bring out the fucking Irving jersey and the Troy Aikman. I mean, what are you guys doing? Emmett Smith is the greatest running back of all time. They should probably be rocking the 22. I yeah. don't think that's an argument. It, it was a very interesting to see the little dynamic. And before we went and got the tickets in Dallas, and it just, I did, I'll double the same shit when I went over to uh, Seattle during the fucking playoff game last year. Fuck Seattle. The fans didn't show out. Like, it's a Monday night game. You're the late game. And we're at the bars in Dallas before the game. There's nobody fucking there. Nobody. No Cowboys fans, no nothing. And we're like, dude, fuck this. We're, we're going to go try to get these tickets because this area is whack. And that's the same thing with Seattle. We go, it's Sunday, it's a playoff game. We go to the fucking Hawks Nest, which is like this bar that's literally like you could throw a fucking football to the stadium from there. There's nobody there. How, wait, the Seahawks, don't they have the loudest stadium? Yeah. Don't they cause earthquakes? Oh, 26th man, we're the best fans in NFL. Nobody was there. That's shocking. I mean, yeah, that. I've been to a couple different football areas and it, I feel like everyone gets blacked out before the games. I would love we thought Buffalo would be fucking sick to go see everyone get lit. Which are, if you guys had to pick three fucking stadiums to go watch a game I'll start. I'm going Packers Buffalo and maybe I mean we're, we're, we're saying that the year that you go this team is unbelievable. Like don't put the record into it. I'm saying Buffalo Packers and maybe Chicago Bears. Can we only do NFL stadiums? Yeah, I mean, oh, well, you can, well, we can throw college in there. Penn State when they this, do the wild. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. After, do NFL, and then we'll do college after okay. this, because we already agree on that one. Uh, NFL, I would like to go see Seattle when they're, I didn't, I thought they were always pumping the juice over there. I thought they did earthquakes. So I want to go see them be quiet with my fucking Rams jersey on, and be drunk, cussing everybody out. Uh, besides that, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers with the Packers in the snow, about 10 degrees, just be fucking cuddled. Just flexing the whole time, trying to get some heat. And uh, I would like to see New England at home. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I didn't think Go that. into the, the Death Star. So I, I think my three, I got to stick with Lambeau Field. Like, that's just the icon. icon you got to do it. Rodgers has only got who knows how long left. Like, he's one of the greats. Oh, imagine if it's snowing, too, and they do the leap. You get the front row, and yeah. a fullback leaps in on you. Or when the other beer. team scores, and you're fucking throwing snowballs and shit at them, and you're yeah. fucking 15 deep. Yes, so they got that one. Uh, after that, I, I think I got to go to Kansas City. I got to see Mahomes and just the atmosphere they got going on there with their coming off the Super Bowl win and them just being loaded. I've heard good things about that place. Uh, those then, fans are so boring. Though. No, I heard that Arrowhead Stadium is the loudest stadium 
in the country. It might get lit, but last year when I went to Vegas for the Super Bowl, it was uh, 49ers fans and then Kansas City fans, and it was the boring, most boring year in Vegas. I go well, every year. Well, that's because they were all fucking tailgating. There was 2.5 million out front in the stadium trying to get tickets, and if you weren't getting tickets, you were tailgating out front. I mean, no, they don't care yeah. about Vegas. But usually Vegas is popping. Like, for Super Bowl, it's popping. I feel year. like that's for everyone else that their team's not playing, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to Vegas because I don't give a flying fuck who wins, and I just want to throw money on the game, and I'm in Vegas. If you're really caring about the game, you don't. that's ultimate distraction. You're like, you don't want to be in Vegas. You want to, I might want to be locked in my basement fucking no one in the room with me, you know? Like, yeah, I know Alex doesn't want to be in Vegas during the World Series. Yeah, his ass yeah, is yeah. fucking lighting fireworks in his house or whatever. Yeah. That's No, that's, that's dynamite. Yeah, that's spot on. But when I went and watched the Patriots-Falcons, that was a shit show. There was a fight on every corner. Yeah, the all these people from Georgia are fighting all these dudes from Boston. It was electric. I loved every second. But then you get these guys from Kansas City and then Forty Nine er fans. It's it was well. Shit. If you get anyone from Boston in any city, yeah. I think it's awesome. Just, you can just listen to them cuss at you, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, this is jazz me up." Yeah. And then I I think my last stadium. This one's hard. I, I have to I have to do a little tie action because I want to see Brady play. Like you know, just like everyone wants to see LeBron play, everyone wants to see Mike Trout play. Like, you got to see it once. But how about the Raiders in the stadium? We yeah, got to fucking yeah. get in there. And even the Rams. I'm going to Las Vegas this weekend. If I were able to buy tickets, I would have. I probably would have dropped whatever kind of money they needed me to drop for me to get in that stadium because that thing looks fucking nuts. Nuts. But um, college, real quick, we don't need to do a whole story on it. Penn State white Number out. One. I think that's a no-brainer. The towels. Give me a towel and a fucking white Dude, there's shirt. nothing. Have you seen that video where the safety's, like, fucking jumping up and down, and they're in between plays, must have been right after a timeout, and they're playing a song? Oh, my God. And the whole stadium white out. Electric. I love it. I love e- it. Electric. There is nothing more. They've been showing, like, the commercials of, like, college football's back. And the first thing they show is it, like, zooming into fucking... What do they call it? Um, camp? No, it's not Camp Randall. That's Wisconsin. That, whatever it is, uh, Penn State. They're zooming in on it, onto it, and there's a hundred thousand. The whiteout is looks a like legendary. It's, it's a legendary game. Everybody's wearing the same color. It it's like a mind fuck when you're watching it on TV. You're like, oh my god, there's a hundred thousand like, people yeah. wearing white shirts, going white towels. This is if you're on the field, you're juiced. You're out of your mind. You're playing 10 times better than your normal self. It looks like 1.6 million people because it's white, so it's, like, endless. And then also, like, a sense of, like, maybe I'm in heaven because I'm watching football and there's 100,000 people. It's all white. I might have just entered heaven. Maybe this helicopter might take off. There's so many towels, I thought it was coming up. I mean, (laughs) it was rolling. So, Penn State, I've been to Ohio State, but I love Ohio State. Got to throw that in there. LSU, no doubt. But side note, when I was in South Carolina, the best stadium I ever went to, um... Georgia, dude. Georgia's fucking sick. The Seizure Stadium? Oh, Seizure Stadium. If you ever get a chance, yeah, they're a fucking. <laughs> them in Alabama just throwing their little pom poms. How dude, about where a Notre Dame plays? Nah, I don't, I don't yeah, get any hype out of I that. S- I feel like it's a bunch of guys drinking IPAs, co- coaching on from the stands. Oh, he shouldn't have run the draw right there. We should have got the 36 counter. I don't want to party with those guys. I yeah, saw that, though. Jesus. Yeah. Like I saw how they're doing like the light thing now though. That is the trippy, light thing. What if dude? a guy has That's a seizure? What I was thinking. I'm watching that and I'm like, there's got to be like a liability guy. issues there because it's freaking me out. I'm watching it on TV. Yeah, it's a it's an intimidation factor. 
Jesus, what kind of rat hole did we go down? We we might just fucking link up. The, besides the, besides those two stadiums, though, I would say Virginia Tech when they come out to enter Sandman. Oh yeah, I want to be there for that. That is, that gets me. I watch that before I go do sales on YouTube. And the team running in, I'm like, okay, that's me going in to make the sale. Right I think now. if you just watch anything with Enter Sandman, you get fucking jazzed up. So the fact that it's a football game too, you're like, fuck yeah. But I remember Ohio State played them like the second game of the year a while back, and they came out to Enter Sandman. And they were I ranked. literally, I was fully wrecked. Yeah. Fully wrecked. And besides that, I would say the only other game I would want to go to in college is the Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma, Texas. It doesn't get more lit than that. That's a, that, that's a two teams that hate each other. You have 110,000 people going wild. Oh, 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 a side note. I have to add a fourth. Camp Randall uh, jump around in the third quarter. That's probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen on TV. If they're winning or they're um, ranked super high and they do jump around at Camp Randall. Is it only when they're, is it only when they're winning or good, though? Uh, no, it's, I think they do it at the end of the third quarter regardless of what's going on. But Jump around down by 40. Jump around. <laughs> Jump around. They're all crying. Yeah, there's no one's there. It's just the players. No, but that shit's next level. Um, but, shoot, I mean, we might as well just link college football and NFL together because speaking of college football um, and, and NFL, Mike Rabel, ex-Ohio State, that guy must have got his Ph.D. He might be a doctor because he pulled some fucking buffoonery this weekend. Did you guys see what he did? Um, on the when he put in twelve guys, yeah, that's that's a football guy. That's a football guy move right there. Save the time, let him score. That's absolutely so. For you guys listening, uh, Mike Vrabel, he could have waited a second and let the clock uh, tick down. His team needed to get the ball back. It was second and one, so the team that they were playing was going to get the first down regardless. He fucking took a twelve man penalty, then acted like an actor and acted like he was super upset, um, but. He knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. He wanted to get the penalty. It stopped the clock as well. Um, they ended up scoring a touchdown with fucking 20 seconds left. So he is a genius. He's, He's a fucking technician. Yeah. He was using his tech right there. He was. I picked up that lingo this week from some young guys. He was using the tech. He picked up the mind skills. And he outsmarted everybody. He's like, okay, let me do the old school thing. Run out the clock, let them kick a field goal. I got four seconds to throw a Hail Mary with my piece of shit quarterback. Just like I drew it up. Yeah, no thanks. I'm going to let you score. I'm going to have my boy D. Henry fake it up the middle, throw to Antonio Brown, go down the field, and beat you. A.J. Brown, but we knew what you were meaning. Yeah, um, I missed that other guy. He was good. He was good. Yeah, yeah I mean, if we're going to talk about the Titans, too, we got just two seconds of Derrick Henry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, every week? I mean, you can't be that fucking big and that fast. It's not fair. I don't know where the fuck they made this guy. D-Train. D-Train. That's his name. D-Train. D-Train. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the way. Imagine you're sitting at corner, right, and they throw a little toss pass to Derrick Henry, and, and you're the only person in between him and the end zone. I'm throwing rocks. I have rocks in my pocket, and I'm throwing them. Or do you do, like, the... Either faked injury before he even gets to you, and you're like, oh, like I cramped, or cherry like pick. You could do the cherry pick, or you jump absurdly right. Yeah, <laughs> you could do the reach, like put your body to the left, reach to the right. Oh, I missed him. The trip tackle. Yeah, you jump, you jump, fucking extremely far to the right, hoping that he just doesn't make a cut to the right. You miss him. You fucking oh, I tried. Coach. Total, it's a total pussy cop out move. Just grab the cherries. <laughs> Pussy cop out moved me fucking 100 percent of the time with that guy. That guy is a fucking beast. I was seeing the 
there was a stat um, or kind of a line of him and Von Miller. There's they're, they're um, like I don't know what you call it attributes next to each other. Whether I think they're both six four, they're both like two sixty, and they both run four five threes. They're the exact same person except for one plays defensive end, outside linebacker. One plays running back. It was insane. I was like, holy shit, Von Miller runs the football now. I think any Derek Ken, D Train could play any position in the NFL. Like if he wanted to practice kicking, he'd probably be good at it. Yeah, I agree. I. I'll sign him up for anything. I, if he just asks me, with, uh, hey, hey Gage, can I play this position? Absolutely, man. But just don't look me in the eye anymore. Um, finally, I think we're going to finish it off with football-wise. Um, the Green Bay Packers got TB 12-inched. Um, it, not even close. I mean, he had a good game. He, he played great, but I think it goes more on Rodgers. Had the Rodgers game that everybody expected. Everybody wrote him off this year that he was going to suck. I have him on my fantasy team. I've been loving him. And it was just expected. It was, was due. He was going to have a bad game. He And he was playing a great defense. Devin White is a pit bull. The middle linebacker for the Bucks is... Animal. He, I don't... His is arms... from LSU, right? Yeah. His arms are, like, kind of short. He's got a huge 50-inch chest. And he's got little waddle legs. And he runs a 4-4. He's got these long arms, little legs, and big chest. Fill the hole, guard tight ends. I mean, the guy's a freak. Perfect. Yeah, yeah you keep those short legs so that you don't get injured, but then the long arms, bad passes down, oh, and yeah. then you just squat 600. I'm assuming, I don't know this guy, I'm assuming he squats 780 pounds to warm up. Um, and you but, know he's doing smelling salts, and he's looking at the quarterback in the eyes. I know you're the one that robbed my mama's house. I'm going to kill you right now. <laughs> I'm coming, motherfucker. And the quarterback like, what the fuck? Aaron Rodgers like, I didn't do shit. Hold on, let me get the ball, Aaron Jones. Get the Dude. fuck out of here. Straight, straight scene out of Waterboy. Yeah. Bobby Boucher just, don't talk about my mama. And he's like, I didn't say shit. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. There's he, a, he's just kind of hyping himself up. He's pretending like Aaron Rodgers fucking said something to his mom. There's an old movie. It's from the 90s. I don't know if it's called The Rookie or College. Some, it's, a, it's about a college football team. They're, it's a mock of Florida State, and the middle linebacker is lined up in the movie, and he knows the running back on the other side of the field is a rookie, a freshman, and he's like, you're the motherfucker that robbed my mama's house. You shot my cousin, <laughs> motherfucker. And the running back's like, no, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do this shit. <laughs> fucking snaps the ball. The kid, before he gets the handoff, fumbles, gets fucking killed. It's, I, Devin White and that guy are the same guy. That They're shit used to shit. jazz me up in, in football. Is talking shit is part of the game, dude. You got to fucking let people have it. But who was it? Speaking of smelling salts, I saw someone... In the NFL, they were up like fucking 45-7 to seven this week. They're on defense. I think it was Minka Fitzpatrick when the the Browns were getting their ass whooped. He's smelling them? He's, dude, there's four minutes left in the game, and they're up 38-7. to seven. And this guy's on defense fucking doing smelling salts still. Oh. Like, he's on the field getting ready to – they're about to snap the ball, and he's like – Getting fucking pumped, dude. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to go out with a bang. I love that football yep. guy again. got to pad the stats when you're up by that much, dude. You got you to gotta get after it. And that's how these guys survive in the NFL and they make it because they really fucking love this shit. They really want to fuck you up. Like, yeah. they're not playing football. Like, oh, I'm going to guard you. I'm getting paid $10 million. Defensive guys are out there because they're crazy. They're going to sell their soul and their main objective. No matter what they say, every defensive guy is trying to hurt you. And I when think that's you. the most astonishing thing about Mike Vrabel being a genius is that guy played in the NFL for whatever, 10 years or however, 
his brain's got to be a jumbled mess. He's got to have all sorts of CTE, <laughs> yeah. and he still is able to pull moves like that. So, I mean, most got. I think he's got a PDF of bills. He plugged it in the computer before he left. Uh, slid all the files and got out of there. Such a bill move, too. Yeah. We just I guarantee you Bill's been doing that for years, but we just never caught it because he did it more in a sly way. And um, Mike Vrabel needs to work on his acting. Like we, oh, yeah. it, it was terrible, but... Bill sucked before he got to the Patriots, dude. I think he got in a time machine and stole Lombardi's playbook or something. He wasn't a good coach before he got with the Patriots. The, he was the Browns coach. And he got fired. Yeah. Or right situation. I mean, not every day do you just land on Tom Brady and not fucking whatever 399th pick, whatever he was. Or did Tom land with him? Chicken or the egg? I, we're going to find out. Chicken or the egg. We're going to find out pretty soon because we're about 10 weeks yeah. away from the end of the regular season. Right now, it's looking like Tom, a Bill needs to land with Tom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Patriots are, what, below 500 for like the first time ever since Bill's been there? Like I think it's ever. Uh, I don't. I don't know that exact stat, but I know it's been a fucking long time. Yeah, I know it's actually. I think I did see it. I think it's the first time since two thousand and two, yeah. and I think Tom Brady was drafted in two thousand one. Isn't it weird how he got a start nine, though? What? Uh, Tom got a start by uh, Drew Bledsoe dying. Like he he got hit, died. His soul went up. He, they sacrificed him, and then Tom came in. Right place, right time. Right place, right time. Think about how many quarterbacks that puts into perspective. How many quarterbacks every year come to the league, never get a chance. They were the next Tom Brady, but just never got an opportunity to get on the field, and then they're gone. And then you get guys like fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick, or I don't even want to throw that guy's name in the dirt because he's awesome. Right? He did a little side note. He was like, I'm, I'm heartbroken to lose the starting oh, job. I was literally sad when he said that. Too. But um, like Sam Darnold or something, this guy gets the chance to start because he's Sam Darnold, but but one of the guys that was a backup doesn't. He never gets a chance to play, and he could have been Tom Brady. It really puts it into perspective. Tom Brady just fell in the right chance, uh, right spot, right place, right time, because he looked like shit when he was. He looked like a string bean. He fucking couldn't run. His arm wasn't strong. Yeah, he looked he wasn't like shit. A prospect. I think that's the one thing baseball has on football is that baseball has these little leagues in these random cities where they bring guys up and they're able to expose themselves and get, you know, stats in where football just, you know, guys go to die on the bench. If you're on the bench, you're losing your career. And these guys know it. So only 32 quarterbacks start. Imagine if they had, you know, three small feeder leagues and you got, oh, this guy in single A ball is destroying it. Who is this? Let's bring him up to triple A. Oh, he sucks. He threw seven picks. Yeah. Later. Technically, you get yeah. four games in preseason. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because let's say they start that like minor league system for the NFL. You are going to get some of those guys that are just dumb as fuck that have to go to some JC or they can't go to a D1 for grades. They're just going to get to go and play. You might get some fucking better talent in there. I will mm-hmm. say the best talent for football is not in the NFL. They're the guys that didn't make it. Well, what's that show that they have, that uh, Second Chance You? Oh, Last Chance You. Our Last best. Chance You. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, some of the best football players I know were retarded. Like, some <laughs> of the best football players I know were legit retarded. Um, and, I mean, just give the guy a chance. I mean, it, quit making him get straight A's and, to play on the football Yeah, team. I mean, look at the politics of the NFL. You, I mean, and I like Gronkowski, but, like, he doesn't play for a whole year. And now they're just down to get him and give him another shot because of his last name. I mean, you're telling me that there's another 
never was out there who is as good or better than Gronk right now. I'm telling you right now, there's a guy bagging groceries at Costco that it could be the number one tight end in the NFL. Yeah, I think and he just true. couldn't pass stats for sure. And it's bullshit because that guy, football, they have all these stats and everybody always tries to do numbers. Football's an effort game, and there's some shit that guys just feel. Like there's guys that are freaks and they just feel the game. Though you can't replace the feeling. Perfect example: Fulgham from the Philadelphia Eagles. That guy was probably two games away from you never seeing his name ever again. I mean, he wasn't playing. He he would get a snap here or there, but he was gone. He was done. He was, season was gonna end. He was never gonna get picked up by another team. He was a nobody. He went to like fucking uh, a small ass school, Dominic. Uh, what's the school? The, the Old Dominion. Old Dominion, I think, is where he went. And boom, he has one good game. Boom, two good games. I bet you that guy will be in the league for at least a couple years, and he'll make a couple million. He'll his family happily ever after just because right place, right time. He got a chance in the shitbag Eagles, um, which we're actually watching right now. So, yeah, dude, fucking football's a wild sport. Dude, Fitzpatrick said it right, dude. He said this fucking business is a strange business. Fitzpatrick just won twenty four to zero last week against the Jets, and, he's and he lost his job. And it was funny what he was saying. He's like, you know, I walk into. It's it's the only job where like you get fired technically because that's technically what happened to him and, and you stay and, around yeah and you walk into the guy that fired you the next day and you're like oh hey coach and then the guy that took your job and got hired instead of you you're like supposed to help him and like show him how to do your job yeah, yeah. hey these are my accounts this is what I do here uh, you just do it like this <laughs> I think the craziest thing about the NFL too is you get all these analysts that they just try to predict how fucking great these guys are going to be in the NFL and 80% of the time they aren't yeah. especially at the quarterback position look at Jamarcus Russell the biggest bust of all time and every analyst yeah he's going to be great he's going to be great but if you hung out with the guy for one day you'd be like Holy shit. Yeah. This guy is a fuck. This is a dumb fuck. Get away. I wouldn't draft him with the seventh round pick. Yeah, it's quarterback's a strange position to try to draft. Like, there's so many things that go into it. And, like, number one, I think that no quarterback should ever be considered a serious contender. Um, and I hate saying this because Tom Brady's obviously that one exception. But unless you have a complete cannon, you're not going to be great, great in the in the league because now nowadays, like you need a strong arm to make these crazy throws. You see yeah. Josh Allen, obviously Patrick Mahomes, all these right, younger quarterbacks right. that are tearing it up. They have cannons. I think that's the number one thing you got to look at, and then someone who's mentally strong. Yeah. I um, think the big question that I have too is like, let's just take recent football. Let's do last five years. In the last five years, has there been a quarterback who has been good that whole time that isn't Aaron Rodgers? Or Tom Brady, the whole five years. Um, I I was talking about this with one of my buddies the other day, and I feel like our the generation we were raised in, and like when we really got into sports, for me maybe you know like six or eight, whatever it is, we have these set quarterbacks between Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell, Russell Wilson, Russell. even um, um, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, those guys that they stuck around forever and they were literally like the face of the franchise and you knew they were going to be good every year they were going to teams were going to be big ben big ben's another one yeah and like it's so weird now to see like that's not the case anymore and i think we're starting to see that new generation come in but it was crazy to see that like those core guys were in the league and you were like you're like oh if big ben's on the steelers he's good even now big ben's on the steelers oh they're good 
oh, is, is Patrick Mahomes playing? They're good. Is Tom Brady? Like, there's these core quarterbacks that if they're playing, they're good, and they lasted for so long, and it's so weird because now they're starting to phase out. Mm-hmm. Like, Drew Brees has only got so many years. Tom Brady's only got so many yeah. years. So I don't know when that time is, whether it's a year, two years, four years, whatever it is, but they're going to be gone one day. And it's cool to see, like, who's that next generation that's going to be like, we're these five, six quarterbacks, and we're going to be here for a long fucking time. Because they're going to be there until we're fucking 35, 40 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's These guys are, I think, one that's kind of locked himself in is Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's their guy. They're locked in. But to your point about the quarterback's arm, you know, you got to have a good arm. I, I think it's really about mentality. A quarterback leads your team, right? He's going to be in charge. Like, you look at a guy when you draft – Demarcus Russell, I'm going back to this, but they the coach said the first two weeks he gave him film tape, and the tapes were blank. And he goes, hey, Demarcus, out of those tapes I gave you, which play did you like the best? He goes, he just bullshits on No, he goes, all of them. Yeah. And the coach goes, really, you liked all of them? He goes, I loved all of them, on blank fucking tapes. But then you go, he has arm strength is there, but then you draft a kid like Lamar, and he gets drafted. And the, Hungry. The one thing he says, I'm going to win this franchise a Super Bowl. Mentality, hungry. He wants it. I want that kid over arm strength. Maybe it doesn't pan out. Maybe he'll never win. But then you got the but, other side of it, yeah. like Patrick Mahomes, who's like obviously freak athlete, freak arm strength, all this stuff. Dude, he said as soon as his uh, his second year in the league, which was whatever two years ago, he was like, I just am starting to learn how to really read defenses. Like he went through all of college, two years of of the pros. And he was free-balling that shit. <laughs> he's just like, oh, he's open. But he, his arm strength was so good that he can just trust his eyes. Most quarterbacks can't do that. You get like a Baker Mayfield, fucking bastard, that can't trust his eyes because his arm's not Patrick Mahomes. So he says he's a guy, OBJ, oh, he's open. He throws it. By the time the ball gets there, he's not open anymore. That ball's gone. Well, Patrick Mahomes put the ball to that fucking receiver before that DB even flinched. So... Yeah. There's two sides to it, and I agree with what you're saying, but I'll take arm strength over brains any day. I feel it. I feel it. I'm just more of a leader. I'm more, I like the general. I like the general running the troops. And I respect that. I fucking respect that. But, boys, let's get out of NFL. Let's move on. We got baseball still left to go. We got NCAA. We got a big UFC fight still, too, to talk about. So um, let's get moving on. Boom. Boys, boys, boys. We're back. World Series action, baseball. Alex, what do we got? All right, we got the Dodgers back in the World Series for the third time in four years. You know it. Hey, Alex, fresh back from the ALCS, or the, excuse me, NLCS as well. How was that? Dude, craziest trip, like, as a diehard Dodger fan. Even if you're not a Dodger fan, just a baseball fan. I think you had the best trip of a lifetime. That's what I'm saying. Like, the only thing I could even... Well, okay. Well, if they finish it off and they win the World Series, it's one of those stories you talk about. Like, I I know it wasn't 3 nothing, like it was in 2004. But 3-1. You're the lucky charm. That's what I'm... Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about that, but hey... If Alex wasn't in the stadium, they may not have not made it to this point. They wouldn't have won. Yeah. That's, that's solidified in my mind. I mean, guys, it was it was crazy. We walked over there before the game. You, you see where all the players are coming in from their buses into the stadium. 
you're yelling their names. They're looking over their shoulders like, who the fuck's going to kill me right now? Because they haven't heard anybody cheering their names as they walk in since fucking spring training. Since now. And Bellinger's high as fuck. He's like, what the fuck's going on right now? Yeah, so we were there Will for... Will Smith hit a home run off Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we saw them, and then after every single game, we're back out there cheering them on. They're going crazy. They got their kids there. They're going crazy. It was nuts. But... Globe Life. Yep, Globe Life Field. It's it is massive, and let me tell you, they they only let eleven thousand five hundred people in. They let one thousand five hundred of them took up the suites, and so only ten thousand people were sitting in the stands. So everyone there is a fucking baseball guy, they, or girl, whatever. They, they they love baseball, so it's it's a really crazy atmosphere. It was it was honestly more fun because you can run around, fuck around, and like you're not bugging anybody because there's nobody around you. Yeah, so, I feel you, and. That stadium, this is the first year they've played in it, correct? Yeah. That was fucking unreal. Game one of the NLCS was the first game that that stadium has ever had fans in it. Damn. Oh, so your ass was... Oh, no, you weren't there game one. Not game one, but I was like, what, one of the first 55,000? Your ass may have actually been the first one in that seat, considering everyone spread out. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, it seriously could have been. But yeah, game five, crazy, like really good seats for game five. Your field level, like seven rows back. Uh, so they pull off that win. I mean, yeah, Dodgers come back. Dave Roberts blows his load. This is our year. He's this crying. Fucking fuck mouth. I, listen, before you get into the fucking nitty gritty, Alex, what the fuck? Why don't the Dodgers just do their normal five rotation starters? They got the guys as their rotation, and maybe not five, four. Cut it down to four rotation starters and play their game like they have the whole fucking year. I feel like the playoffs come and everyone wants to do their own fucking thing. We're going to start a bullpen game. Why? So the playoffs, is it's just a different beast. And the, the thing about this year that was a little bit different, which you did see in the consecutive games in the division series and the championship series, is that's kind of played more like a regular season game. But when you give them this full series, best of seven, you don't want to use that 28th guy on your roster unless you have to. And I see where you're coming from. And I, So the big three guys right now that I am very comfortable starting a game are obviously Kershaw, Bueller, and Julio Urias. But the other two guys are Dustin May and Tony. And, you know, they've had their opportunities early to start in, like, these, you know, the other series. And they haven't really done it. Dustin May. Tony, Tony has blown it. That's Both of them. Was, Both that's, of them that's what I'm saying. And at this point, you know, I don't, I don't really want them to start. And the thing is, is with a start, it, usually, obviously, you want your guy to go deep in a game if he can. But the thing is, is sure, like when they ran Dustin May out there to start the game or Tony Gonsolin yesterday, their intention and hope was that, yeah, they can go five, six innings. But they just couldn't. And if they left him in, instead of the score being 5 nothing, and what was it, the fourth or whatever, uh, it, it could have been 10 or more. And the thing is, as you look at it, they pulled the string quick. And, you know, they're within two runs there, right, right. In, in game two. So to go back a little bit, I uh, have to talk about game one. Uh, yeah, game one, obviously Kershaw starts and, you know, he pitches uh, second, second best start of the postseason ever. And Lights before out. you get going anymore, just a heads up, we're in between two and three. So that's where we are today. We should get this out before three, hopefully. Um, but can't continue. Yeah, so Kershaw, big start. Uh, it, it really starts the narrative because, they, you know, they win game one and it was kind of like, holy shit, we kicked their ass. So, like, you're kind of, like, throwing the idea around of a sweep. And then now you're looking at it, it's like, okay, the Rays can play a little bit. Like, the thing that we have to look at right here is 
Kershaw's going to pitch in game five. And if the Dodgers win their next two games, that could be the game to seal the deal. Who's pitching those two games? Bueller and Julio? Yeah. And if he and if he wins game five. And if he wins game five and the Dodgers win the World Series, does everyone have to shut the hell up about yes. Kershaw's crap? Yes. 100%. Because here's the thing. He's, he's five strikeouts away from being the all-time leader in strikeouts in the major leagues ever. That's ever. not the problem. It's yep. not. The but the thing is, is you, you, give him, you give him that, you give him the ring, the two good starts in the World Series, he's the done. good start. I mean, he's you got to stop talking shit at that point. No, he's, he's good. No, yeah. Plain and simple, he's good. he could blow the fifth game, and they still win the championship, and, and then you yeah, fine. Yeah. It's just, just the championship aspect of it. Even if he wins game five and then they end up losing the World Series, there's still that tag on him because he's never won it. So I think the thing is winning the fucking game, the whole thing. Yeah. Win, win the whole thing. So that that was the big takeaway from game one. Obviously, Mookie was just out of his mind on the bases, doing crazy shit that you don't see anybody doing anymore. So that's Feeling. the kind of shit the Dodgers need. The Dodgers need the two main guys because Corey's just out of his mind. So Mookie's just worry. running around the fucking yeah. bases like a crazy person. Mookie doesn't even need to get hits. He just needs to get on base. Corey will Money fucking ball. hit Money him ball. in because he's going to steal second and then third. Corey has no problem driving him in. The other guy that needs to get going... It's Justin Turner. JT, yep. no doubt. You're yeah. twin. No. <laughs> <laughs> fucking JT needs to get going. I was watching the game with a bunch of people last night, and I'm like, dude, JT is non-existent. Yeah. I didn't want to be bad in fucking 100 in the, yeah, not the, good. the playoffs. He's, he's always been there, though. Yeah. And I, it, JT is the last guy that you want to say, like, oh, he's not clutch or he's not there. Yeah. Like, the guy's always clutch. been there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's the last guy you're going to say that. But fucking this year... What the fuck, man? Like, show yeah. up. You're in the three-hole. You got to fucking... Ba- you gotta... He's old. He's old. He is old. He is old. How old is he? He is 36. When we oh, got, him, gonna... when we got him from the Mets, he was old. Yeah. And then he just found his home. But the thing yeah. is, is what I will say, his, his defense has been great. Obviously, you guys saw that crazy double play in game seven. Dives, tag, tags Saved up, guy out. Game. Yeah. So, he's... He is not a liability by any means. He's still Justin Turner. He's he still scary. He carries the mule. I ju- just don't don't worry. He's he's gonna do something big. We don't need to worry about. It. It's just, it's like Walker Buehler. You don't worry about Walker because you know he's gonna shove it up their ass. He he wants to win more than anybody. So, looking forward into Game Three, I, I still like obviously the Dodgers' chance with Buehler on the mound. It's gonna be crazy. Buehler. Yeah. Buehler. Have you seen when they zoom in on that scab? Oh, his little blister. He's got two of them. Every pitch he throws on that index finger, I feel it rip. And yeah. I get sick. Yeah, it's it's a little scary. It's like when you're I, working out back and then you just gone too far and you rip out one of those fucking calluses, you're done for the day. That guy has to fucking continue pitching. So um, he's got his work handed out from him. How long has he been dealing with that? Oh, the whole season? It's It looks disgusting. It's yeah. black. He needs to start jerking off more or something. Yeah. I don't think you could take said, your dick with that hand. They really said they think the reason why he's dealing with it is because he didn't have the same like the same way to be brought up in spring training in the early season, so he couldn't develop those calluses, and they turned into blisters instead. So, like, that's, Fuck. you know, uh, yeah, unfortunate. Like, didn't yeah. have the time. But, hey, he's out there throwing fucking 101 miles an hour. So. Now, now, the Rays in the second game came out. Fucking yeah. Lau- that, the scariest part about game two is Lau getting getting hot. Like, sure. you don't want Lau getting hot. He has played, like, dog shit. Another, like, very similar to JT's performance. He's fucking sucked all postseason. And then he comes out. He had two ding-dongs, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. last night. And the first one was fucking mashed. Opposite field, mashed. So... Obviously, you have to be a little worried that the Rays are heating up a bit, but the dude, la- the first baseman, Choi, G-Man, I 
love that guy and I hate him at the same time because he's not on my team. If that guy's on my team, I'm dying my hair red probably right now. Yeah, it's it's like uh, the guy from the Clippers, fucking um, uh, Patrick Beverly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah another yeah. guy like similar. Fucking, you hate that guy if he's not on your team, but if he's on your team, you're like, oh, I love that guy. Yeah, I love that guy. So yeah, no, looking into game two a little bit like that. That the Rays played outstanding. Like they played great. Like Snell came out, he shoved up the Dodgers' ass for four and two thirds. I know that Chris Taylor hit that homer, but like up until then, dude, he was no hitting us. So. Like you gotta you gotta tip your hat a little bit. Everything went their way, and the Dodgers still only lost by two runs. Right. What, what about the guy on the Rays that's from Cuba that came on the boat? Randy Arozarena. That guy, I can guarantee you. I don't know how long his contract is. Arozarena. He, he will be on the Yankees sooner than later. He is out of nowhere. Typical. Is he a rookie? He is not. Uh, he might be considered a rookie, but he's played a little bit for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals traded him to the Rays. Uh, and he's just, I mean, dude, he came up in August, played a little, he hit seven home runs in the regular season and he has seven home runs in the postseason. There's no way the Rays could pay him. Yeah, they won't be able to, but because he's a rookie, that means if they, if he really does pan out, I get a really, really big young Yasiel Puig vibe off of him. I mean, I think he's a little bit more down to earth, but the yeah, talent's there. Uh, the Cubans just come. Yasiel Puig is Cuban, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Cubans just come out a little different. They're like a definitely a wild card. They define wild card. They're like one year fucking just smash mouth, great baseball, and then the next year they're they cause three brawls, but they bat two oh five. And that's the thing that's a little scary about just this shortened season, right? Like Randy Ozarina's been up since August, and now we're two months later, and he's hit fourteen homers. That's a great streak, but that doesn't mean you're good. Right. I, I think he's a he's a talent and I think oh, the big team talent. is gonna sign him. I think he's gonna get a big contract and he won't be on the race for long. Yeah, well the way that rookie contracts work in the MLB is once you call him up, you got six years with him in the big leagues. What? Yeah. The old Kyra Sozi, you're with us forever, six motherfucker. Years? Six mm. years. So like for it's example, like being married. Like Mookie you're done. Mookie is I believe he's twenty just turned twenty eight. If the Dodgers didn't offer him that extension He's hitting free agency for the first time this offseason, and he's 28. So, like, you know, a lot of guys, you look at these young people like Ronald Acuna Jr., and, like, they sign contract extensions when they're young, but a lot of those guys are getting really, really underpaid because they are on their rookie contract. I mean, like, you take a guy like Will Smith. Will Smith makes, like, $600,000 a year. Oh, and he, he's a fresh-faced baby. Oh, I yeah. love. He it. looks he's like a he's monster. Fucking, I know. We, I feel like we see this every episode, but with a different guy, he looks like he's fucking eleven. He fucking straight off the mommy's teeth. He looks yeah. like my little cousin Clay. Like I'm like that's the same guy right there. That's Clay going up to that. See the thing that's funny, and you you listen to all the dumbasses on Fox, like freaking David Ortiz, Frank Thomas, A Rod. The Dodgers window is closing. The window's closing. Like what are you talking about? It never closes when you got millions and millions. And it doesn't close when you got all of your best players with the exception of Kershaw and Mookie on their rookie contracts and they're under freaking 26 years old. Like, how are you, how is your window closing? It doesn't close when a guy like DJ Peters is just sitting there waiting to play. And he's probably playing on a lot of other teams. He is playing on a lot of other teams and he'll probably play pro baseball. Yeah, no, the window never closes for the Dodgers as long as they've got a good, uh, you know, like higher up executive staff running them. They're fine. They're going to be fine. Um, but the big thing, too, is how old's Bueller? Bueller is 26. Making sure you keep that pitching because pitching is the biggest fucking thing. Our Who, biggest problem. Julio's 24. 
Tony Gonsolin's 25, and Holy. Dustin May is 24. How Holy old is Gonzalez? Gonzalez is fucking 24. Pause real quick and think about how much fucking um, experience Julio's had already. The guy's 24. He's been in the World Series every year that he's been in the fucking league. He, 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 well, he goes out there with one eye and he fucking throws a strike every time. He made his debut with the Dodgers when he was 19. He was pitching in the freaking postseason. Like, the guy's a monster. He, and he, that goes back to our, you know, does our he, minor leagues and how we bring guys up. Does he find talent? Does he start on the uh, the mound game for four. Game Four? Yeah, they already announced that he's starting Game to. Four. Oh, perfect. I That's awesome it. because Game Seven, man, he came in there and just said, "Shut your mouth. This game's over. Let's move on." And that's what's crazy. What we're lining up here for, right? So, like, Bueller goes tomorrow. He's lined up to go seven. Uh, he can go if seven on full rest, or what I think they'll probably do if it gets to that point, they'll probably pitch him in six on short and then pitch Julio six on short. And then we might get some crazy if it goes game seven, Kershaw out of the bullpen stuff again. Who knows? I think if we're being honest, the Rays played their best game last night, and they're not going to do that again. The calls are yeah. here, boys. The calls are here. Yeah, I, I don't. Inbound, the thing with the Rays that you got, you got to give them. And this is the difference between them and everybody else that, you know, we've played is that that team has got some fucking balls. Like, they, they're low payroll. They're freaking. You know who's my guy is fucking Kevin Kiermeyer, dude. Kevin dude, Kiermeyer reeks. He's a gamer. That's a guy that you know. That's a guy that you explain as you know he's he's not that good, but he's like the heart and soul of your team. He's the heart and soul of the Rays, and he's not even the best player on the team. Yeah. You know, like the Rays are a good team. Uh, you know, like they they shocked the world, dude. The Yankees were supposed to run over them, and then the Rays. They, it's the one seed versus the one seed. That's pretty crazy. That doesn't happen in baseball a lot. You know, well, like we beat their best pitcher. Yeah, it, we we hammered him. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! You, I think uh, the guy who pitched in game two is their number one. No, I don't think Gaslow is is their Glasslow, Glasslow, whatever. It glass is. now, glass. Yeah, we glass gaslighted not, his. Not ass. glass later. It's glass now, and he fucking got worked. I think uh, Snell is their guy, and what fucking fires me up about that guy is when he got pulled out of game seven. Um, when they played in the last series, he was fucking pissed. I love that shit, dude. I hate when the pitchers are like, here's the ball, I'm moving on, okay? I love when they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's basically what he said. He was like, what? He's like, what are we doing here? That's what he, They read his mouth, and he's like, what the fuck are we doing? I love that out of him, and he came out, he got a W in the game one, the or thing, game two. The thing that's so cool about this World Series is that you're taking probably the two most in-the-numbers, strategic, play-the-percentages, and you're seeing what ha- like when I watch the Rays, I feel like I'm watching like the. I mean, I know the the, the contract is still pretty high, but like in like the 2014, the 2015 Dodgers, like you really get a vibe from that. They got their rotation, just how we had Granky, we had Kershaw, we had Ryu. Like you really see them like playing that part, and then like our position players during those times, like yeah, Puig was Puig, and you know it's like. Same kind of vibe they get. They're, they're a really good team. And our GM, Andrew Friedman, he actually made the Rays what they are and then came over to the Dodgers, decided he wanted to do the same thing with the Dodgers, but have a nice little payroll with him. And it's it's been crazy. All right, so we got Bueller going game three. Hopefully Julio, or you said it's already announced, so Julio game four, Kershaw game five. Hopefully it doesn't even have to go past that fucking point. So keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully they got it fucking down pack game five done and if they have to dabble into game six hopefully they're up three two 
Yeah, that's the goal. You want to go into game six with 3-2, and then you can try to do what we, could, we did in game two. You try to piece together and steal a win, and if you lose in game seven, you got Bueller. We're not going to steal a win against this team. Dave Roberts always overthinks himself. He threw out that. He, I think he should have thrown Dustin May in the first, not Gossam. I, th- I think that the two games that Dave has managed so far in the World Series deserve a lot of credit, especially game one. Kershaw was dealing. After the sixth, he decides we got to take this guy out. I'm going to give him his full rest. He's going to be good to go. And then who do they put in? They put in their secondary backup guys. And, and they went Flora. out and a lot of them got rocked and did yeah. bad. But what did, what did Dave do? He saved he, Dennings. He brought them back out the next game, and all of them did better. All of the guys that did shitty in game one did better in game two. And that is a big deal. You build the momentum. They have today off. They're not going to pitch in game three. So in game four, they're going to be ready to go. They have that momentum. that They were able to hold them back. They were able to you know, build off of their outing. And then in game two, you have to, like I said, we have to realize that we put ourselves in a pretty shitty spot because of the Braves series. Like, we had to empty the fucking tank with our pitchers. So game two, there wasn't anybody who was good to go on full rest. Sure, could you have gone Bueller on short? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, you don't – why do that when you have a long series? You, you've been playing the percentages all year. Like the like I said, last night, that was a must-win game for the Rays. If the Rays lose that, this shit's over. No, I, I get you on that in strategy and baseball. They're playing for seven-game series, but – I feel like the Dodgers have done that the last five years. And when you smell blood, you take it. You, you squish. You push hard, and you choke that motherfucker out. So, I, I mean, the thing that's unfortunate about the the like, the like the shit-talking that Dave gets is look at the stuff that's blown up and hasn't been good for the Dodgers, right? So Kershaw, I'd take it back to 2019 and gets up the back-to-back bombs. If... If Dave takes Kershaw out after the first home run, which I believe it was Juan Soto, and then Rendon comes in and hits a bomb off of the reliever, and then that, that breaks open a beginning, everyone's shitting on Dave for for taking out Clayton. But right. So it's like Dave can't win. So it's pretty much the Dodgers win or Dave gets shit on, which is kind of unfair. It's not his fault. He's had the best team in baseball for the last five years. Sure, but he doesn't go out there and he doesn't get to pick how they perform. goes back to how I fucking started this segment (laughs) is quit fucking overthinking it and trying to start bullpen games. Just fucking play your best best players, your best pitchers from the beginning. Start your starters that have been starters all year because it's way different when you come in on the – you start the game or you come in in the sixth inning and the pressure's on and there's two guys already on. You're not used to that shit. Start your best guys – have a rotation, and if Kershaw's not ready till fucking game six or whatever, game five, whatever it is, then Julio on the mound. This, um, use There's, your bullpen. The, use your fucking bullpen. The crazy bullpen. thing is, is they, as, and it might not seem like it, but they really are playing their best guys. Dustin May, if you break down his stats, he gets out righties like nobody else, but lefties absolutely fucking mash off. And that's a problem for a starter, especially when you're a team like the Rays that are so matchup-based, their bench is so deep. So if they go, oh, Dustin, he can't throw to lefties, they're going to start a whole lineup of lefties. Oh, I get you. I get you. You're playing situational. But it comes back to are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? I mean, In game two, we were playing not to lose. We are not playing to win. But, I mean. You're what, playing to play game three. But my thing is, is what if what if Tony goes out there, he, gives, he gets fucking three innings, and then Dustin comes in and blows up? 
No, you. It sounds great in theory, but you look at what has Tony done. He sucked. But Tony was significantly better in the regular season than May. The sixty-game regular season. Yeah, the sixty-game, and then, right. and then also all of the playoffs leading up until I'd say right now they're pretty much doing the same. I mean, Dustin's gotten just absolutely racked. I think his ERA in the World Series, and then I think the championship. I think it's like twenty-eight. Like he's he's not doing good, and. You know, at this point, I'm going to be real. I don't know that I want to see either of them. At this point, I'm I, saying this: if it goes game six, fucking Alex I mean, Wood went out last two nights. I I'll tell you what, up. you, I don't I know. I don't, I don't want to see May's face just because he's so ugly. Is that rude? And I just get a disgusting feeling about Baez. I always have, and I always will. Every time that guy comes into the game, I it's like the cloud. The cloud's falling him Would out. you rather see Baez or Kenley? Kenley. Kenley, 100%. Let me down with the guy I've been watching since I was a kid. Then the Alabias has been on the fucking Dodgers That's, forever. You're right. He, he's probably like the third longest guy on the team after Kershaw and Kenley. Right. Yeah. And he's been letting me down for that long. At least when I've watched Kenley, he's won some goddamn the, games. The thing that I look at it is this ring is, if they get it, it's for Kershaw, it's for Justin Turner, and it's for Kenley. Those guys have been around the whole time. And if you even want to take it a step further... It's for the guys that should have got one when they were there. You know, like, you got to play for that. Like, those guys. Matt Camp. We got, exact Matt Camp, Rich Hill. Like, you got James a, Loney. You got a bunch of guys. Russell well, you, Martin came back. Russell Martin got came a back. Ring. But, like, you got like, guys that, you know, they, uh, you know, they deserve to get rings in 17. And, Utley. Yeah, Utley's another, dude, like a ton of people. So, the thing is, is there's the, the Dodgers and the Rays are very similar. For them to win this World Series... They're going to have to use all 28 guys. So at some point, we're going to see Baez. We haven't seen Trinan or Kenley yet, so expect them to see to see them in game three, which is good. Kenley, his last two outings, I don't know what he did, but he's throwing 94. Trinan pumping that fucking gas. Yeah, the 97 the fucking sink piece is I, just crazy. I think he's doing better because right now he's not the guy, and he's getting doubted. So he's stepping up to the plate. He's like, okay, you know what? I've been with this organization. I, I just got to pitch my ass off. This is it for me. If we don't win this year, I'm probably not going to be on the team next year. And if I am, I'm not the fucking closer. So this is all I got. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, he's, I mean, uh, but like I said, you know, Kenley is a lot like Dave Roberts. They're in a situation where they either win and are praised or just get absolutely wrecked. Think about Kenley's job. He either shuts the game down and does his job like he should, or he loses and everybody hates him. That's rough. That's sports you're getting paid to fucking win but that specifically is a closer role like you like if you know like think like dustin may right like he goes out he gives up two in the first in game seven and they come out and they win like if you fuck up early you can always come back but if you fuck up in ninth you're done because you're the man what is the discussion here you're the man you close the game out you win mariano rivera oh he blew games right but he's a hall of famer because you know about the wins yeah, Did you hear about the games he blew? No. He's a fucking winner. It, I agree. That's all it is. You're the closer. You have the big dick swinging. You're walking out. Every pitcher or every batter on the other team, nuts are in their tummy. Because they know I can't hit this guy. No, he's, he's throwing nine pitches and the inning's over. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, that's no secret. I mean, Kenley's not 2016 Kenley. He's just not. And, like, the thing is, is this is why Dodger fans get mad at it because – they think he should be. And I don't know about you, but, like, 
four years ago I could probably jump higher than I can now. Like, you know, like, you get older. Yeah. Like, shit happens, right? Like, he's been throwing fucking 94, 96-mile-an-hour cut pieces for fucking, I don't know, close to 10 years now? Like, that shit wears and tears. And, like, you know, like, you go out there and sometimes your shit doesn't work. Like, you, like why'd Mariano, Mariano Rivera retire? Because no, he wasn't as good anymore. I and, get And that. Kenley is at getting to that point. He's got one more year on the Dodgers after this. And, and he's not going to be the closer next prob- year. Uh, but if he goes out there and he fucking, let's say the next three games, he goes boom, 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 three days, close, close, close. Uh, you're telling me he's not? Okay, next year we have a 162-game season. You think he's hanging? Maybe not, but I'll tell you one thing. Opening day, he's the guy. Yeah, if we win the World Series. Sure. If we don't win the World Series, are we trading him for peanuts? I don't think so, not if it's not his fault. I agree with the age thing, though, because I went from like a 35-inch vert to a 3-inch vert overnight with a slaughtered knee. That show gets you. And Kenley's had issues. I won't even jump. Kenley, Age always wins. I'm zero. Kenley had a, that big old heart issue a couple years ago where it was like really hard for him to play in Colorado with the altitude. Like That plays a factor into it. Beginning of this season, he got COVID, and apparently that shit is like that has an everlasting effect on the lungs. Right. So, you know, like things come into play. People get injured. You get older. Like I get it. I get the frustration. I fucking shit on Kenley more than anybody. But guess what? If the Dodgers win... Besides Kershaw, he's the next guy I'm the most happy for. All right, let's wrap this shit up. We're gonna we're gonna get all this shit answered. Um, final thoughts, Alex, and take us home. All right. Well, I gotta give the Rays a little bit of love. I, I think we got a really good shot these next three. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna it's gonna take six. It's gonna take six. Uh, I think that Bueller dominates. I think Kershaw dominates, and I think Julio's going to be a grind sesh because he's starting for the first time in a while, and he really struggles in that first inning. So that's that's my prediction. Game six, I think we're it's going to get a little crazy. We're going to have a lot of little pitching matchups from both ends because everyone's going to be burned at that point. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking Dodgers in six. Hopefully next podcast by Wednesday. We're celebrating a fucking World Series championship. Boom. I was born ready. That's why my mama had me. All right, boys. (laughs) We're dropping into NCAA football. Here we go. We got college football coming up. Georgia blew their fucking load in the first half. Lost 24 to 20. Blew it to Bama. Nick Saban comes back. He didn't pass. He didn't pass that fucking COVID test. Three tests in three days. Bullshit. Comes back. Coaches fucked up my whole bet. What do you think, boys? Dude, I think the funniest shit about all of that. So I'm over here I'm watching this game. Saban's doing this thing, just ripping the fucking refs. Ref comes over, hears somebody chirping, turns around, sees it's Nick, immediately throws his mask on. He's like, I'm not getting COVID because I know this guy's not fucking clean. It was so fucking funny. That's just proof the mayor can't get COVID, number one. Number two. When Nick Saban, as soon as he heard, he's like, "What do I have to do to not have COVID?" They're like, "Just test positive or test negative three times." He's like, "Perfect, done." Yeah, I'm, the- I'm all fucking have my daughter do it for me or something. Have, have any of you guys had the test done? Yeah. So I had the test uh, when I did it the first time. The girl, you know, I signed all the forms. I leaned my head back. She shoved that thing through my nostril, through my brain, wrapped around my oh, yeah. eye, touched the back of my throat, the dongle. And I had a tear come out. I threw up. I looked at her, and she goes, first time, 
I know. Some- I said, you motherfucker. Yeah. I know something else that can go up your nose that far too. <laughs> the needle. Yeah, I, dude. My my first COVID test. I'm fucking getting there. I'm like, oh yeah, I know it goes up your nose. It's gonna suck. All, all of a sudden, she does it. I literally like hit a time machine real quick. It's like, where the fuck am I? Next thing you know, ten minutes go by. I haven't left. I'm just still just eyes watering. Seriously, that shit is not chill. Dude, the girl. <laughs> the girl was laughing at me. Yeah, I think she was looking at me like. The only the only way Saban got out of that shit in three days, hey, whoever whoever fucking cooked up that antibody cocktail for Trump a few weeks ago, same motherfucker was helping Saban because I don't know what they put in that shit, but it is magic. You just throw in like a, it's like a stew, like you just put in a bunch of weird shit and then like mix it all together, and then if you drink it, you don't get coronavirus. A little pocket change, a little Dunkin' Donuts, maybe a little Dipski in there, and then you drink it. No, you don't have anything. Well, yeah. Let me tell you, the doctor who did his test is driving a brand new Dodge Challenger right now. Yeah. 2021. He's and the, cruising. And the fucking Bama, <laughs> Bama's administration office paid for it. You know, um, and his son just got a full scholarship to play yeah. at Bama, and he's 5'3", 160. Saban has a son? No, no, no. The the, the guy who oh, approved the doctor, that. The doctor. <laughs> yeah, the oh, doctor. Like, just that got makes it. sense. Yeah. They lost out on some scholarship money next year, but it, it was worth it because they pulled that one off. They had the Pope at the game. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. If Nick is not at the game, you, there's no difference in my mind. You couldn't tell me they win. They were down 24-20 at half. He went in there, shoved his Nike Ultra 5.0 up someone's ass, and then everybody woke up. They were like, okay, we're playing Georgia. We're at home. Let's go score 41. It's no big deal. Nick's pissed. Let's wake up. They were at Georgia? Oh, no, they were at Bam. They were at home. That's what I'm saying. Nick went at halftime. He took that shoe, size probably eight and a half. He shoved it right Don't up the back of his Don't give him that much ass. credit. He's a fucking six and a half. You know Nick Saban has a small dick. Yeah. Let's just get that clear. Small shoe size, small dick. Nick Saban has that power, and that or he has to replace his manlyhood with something else, and he just happens to be really good at yelling at all the fucking big guys, guys that are fucking playing for him. I but think- he controls. He controls chaos. That, I mean, that's a big gambling bet. Like, people don't count that stat. Like, when he wasn't going to play or coach, they were like, oh, you know, Bama's still minus four and a half. When you don't have the circus leader to control the circus, the animals will eat each other. Yeah, I'm, I just got to use some of our some of our Freezer Bros logo or lingo <laughs> over here. Hashtag the, Freezer Bros. The tech. <laughs> yeah, the tech. Uh, so, Saban wins because of the lettuce, dude. He's uh, got the lettuce, man. Absolute he does. Chetney. He's it's got crazy. Flow. He's got it's the, crazy ski. The flow ski ski. <laughs> you guys fucking Oh, dude, Nick Saban. Shout is out a freezer le- tarps. Let's fucking go, baby. Yeah, he, when you're sweating your balls off, get a freezer tarp. Pull it out of the freezer, eh? Absolute yep. fucking yarps in the zoo. Yep, you need seven minutes for minimal effect, fifteen for average, and twenty-five for perfection. Slide that tarp in the fucking freezer, bro. And if your girl's feeling a little steamy, have her put her tarp in there. And then bingo, boys, we got something going. Clag stack the bingo. Get the party going, boys. <laughs> what else? What other? What was the big fucking? Oh, Odell Beckham. Yeah, we'll smell you. Two years. We'll see you. Quit handing oh, yeah. fucking monies to minors, you fucking weirdo. God damn it. And get open for the Browns, you fuckface. You know what? I actually like. I love that. That he went to LSU. He didn't win shit when he was there. I don't know if he won. I don't think he was there in 07 whenever they won the Natty with less miles. I don't think they won shit. 
he comes back loyal to the program and is walking around with the lime green Louis Vuitton, passing out hundred. He's counting one, two, three, four, seven. No, boom. Yeah, give it to his boy. No, I don't think anyone dislikes that. Like you see it, and you're like, fuck yeah. Like you don't, we don't even know why they don't get paid yet. Number one, number two, you see that shit, and you're like, you know, Odell was like back in. Back in my day, he was like fucking there like five years ago. But he's like, back in my day, I got a new car when I came here. You guys are just exposed (laughs) because fucking social media can't let you guys get anything. He's like, I had a Rolls Royce when I... That's the only reason I came here is they promised me a fucking 2017 Mustang. And the year was only 2013. So they can do shit for you. Tech. New tech. What can Brown do for you? Yeah, that's... That's just crazy. Like, I mean, come on. Don't, like, you got to respect that love. Like, you're telling me oh, you got, you, you're over here playing and you got your fucking alumni over here who's got a fucking game tomorrow. They're fucking, they got shit to do and they still go out of their way to go rep their fucking school. Like, that's what it's about. Well, imagine you went to Natty and you looked up to this guy your whole entire life. You go to the school he went to because he probably recruited you. He probably sent you a few DMs. You saw him when you went on your recruiting visit. You go there, you win a natty, and then the guy's handing you hunteds. Yeah. Blue face hunteds. That's the best story of those people's lives. Yeah, yeah. like they'll, they're going to remember that for the rest of yeah. their fucking OBJ life. OBJ gave me 200 bucks. I haven't had 200 bucks since never. He was giving thousands. Yeah. Dude, I, I love and, it. And uh, pivot, pivot real quick. I got to give a shout out to my Gamecocks beating up on Auburn, ranked team. They look fucking good. I might fucking bet on them every week because I'm a fucking freak show. It is what it is. Also, Florida State, Joe, you called them out at the beginning of the year. They showed up and put it right in North Carolina's B. Reavers, Reavers, who have I been calling out since the very beginning of the year as a fraud? Well, I... Sam motherfucking Howell. Okay. I knew that he is not a Heisman candidate. He is not the man, and it all it took was a, it was either going to be Georgia Tech, Syracuse, or shitty Florida State to expose him. Three weeks ago, front cover of our blog was let me give you a PSA: Florida State sucks. They still suck. Well, I know. I North know. Carolina is just showed frauds. up. They showed up though. North Carolina is still a twenty-five uh, top twenty-five team. They were ranked no. number five. They didn't know how to handle that. They never fucking been there. They were freaking out. They're like, "What the fuck's going on?" Look at the rest of their schedule. They'll lose five games this year. I'll bet you on that. That's a side bet. We'll we'll talk about that and check it out. There side bet. Me and Joe are going uh forty bucks on North 40, Carolina five five a, losses. We're going a twelfth of a unit. I'm fiending. <laughs> I'm fiending. And then Clemson just Clemson should not beat up a team in their same conference like that. Seventy three to seven. They should not. Like you you're score, not playing a high school team, dude. How do you score seventy three points? And our boy DJ. Um, God, I want to say it right because I love the kid. I Dude, so before you continue with that, yeah, little. Dude, we used to fucking play football with this kid when he was like eight years old. I mean, he looked like he was fourteen, but we. I, I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, he's fucking amazing, better than any of us could ever imagine being at quarterback. And I was a quarterback, so. But when he was, I thought he was twelve. He was only eight, so I used to watch this twelve-year-old, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's not that good. I didn't know he was fucking eight years old. He was out there slaying the rock. This kid went from, you're just your typical. I mean, we kind of knew because he was Polynesian that like when you hit puberty, it's times fifty when you're Polynesian. So he went from like a little kid to just an absolute hoss overnight. Oh, I saw yeah. him all of a sudden at fucking uh, St. John Bosco, and boom, this guy was just 
a grown up. And I'm like, oh my God, I used to like have that kid behind me and try to explain to him what a quarterback's supposed to do. And now he probably looks down on me like seven inches and he's like, ha, child. The first time I ran into him was when we used to train with Alicio our junior year at five in the morning. And there was a kid there who was about six foot one, about 210. I'm like, hey, Alicio, what school does that guy play for? Uh, he's from Riverside. He's in sixth grade. He only plays baseball. I said, huh? Yeah, he throws about 88, 90. I said, wow. you don't play quarterback? Oh, he, he kind of plays, but he's not really into it. He's going to be a pitcher. Kid turns out to be a five-star St. John Bosco. Went a few fucking college or NF or what's it called? High school national championships. Now he's the backup at Clemson. He's going to be the star in your front paper. He'll, he'll be in the NFL. Dude, he'll be on the Jets. He seriously <laughs> used to like... He's a Jet. So he was on my same 7-on-7. Seven seven. He wasn't on the team, but he used to come to our 7-on-7 seven seven practices and play. And I'm like, who's this little kid? Like, So I would be throwing 7-on-7. Seven seven. I was the starting quarterback of that team at the time. And, and I'm playing. And every once in a while, they'd be like, hey, we're just going to throw this eighth grader in and he's going to get some reps. I'm like, I, like, I didn't care. I'm like, please, just give my arm a fucking rest. Cheers, by the way. Um... And so I'm fucking sitting there, and they're like, have this kid come in. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? He's like eighth grade. Like, all right, go ahead. He's slinging the rock, whatever. Like I said, I blink my eyes, and he's fucking playing for Clemson. So good for fucking DJ. Let's try it. Ugalai Velo. Ugalai before we switch over to this Clemson talk, before we switch over, I was I was watching this when we were in Arlington before the baseball game started. They put in their punter to play quarterback, right? Because DJ had a hurt shoulder. Okay. They didn't want to. I, I looked all into that. I was so, very nervous about our us as you know. We, I like to advertise him. I would like him to be great. So when I saw he didn't go in the game, the punter went in. I'm like, what the fuck? So, did so he here, do? here's a question I have because I mean that game was out of hand after the first quarter. What Cheers. is the cutoff? Before you take the starter out in a game like that, because I felt that they, even though they took him out, I felt they left in Trevor too long. You you get a gut feeling where you're like, all right, this team, it, it like mathematically based on time left and score, like you're like, they can't come back. And Rep. I think if you're being, yeah, number one, even when you're playing a st- stupidly shitty team like Georgia Tech, you still like Trevor Lawrence. Probably didn't get the longest offseason, anything like that. They wanted to keep him in to get his chemistry because he has a lot of new guys on offense. And you want looks. Even though Georgia Tech maybe doesn't have the best players, they could have a corner, a linebacker, or a safety that's a projected first or second round pick. So then the offensive coordinator is running plays against that guy to see if Trevor can hit that throw. Because when you play Bama, when you play Oklahoma, when you play Ohio State, that's the caliber you're going to play, so you run that play. Can you hit that? Okay, we're will, good. Will Clemson ever come within a 30-fucking-point game the rest of the year? I, I don't Besides playoffs, all that bullshit. They have Notre Dame. Okay, I'll ask the question again. Will they ever come within nope. a 30-point? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but, but time, time, time. Big news. Big news. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Big Ten's back. Let's yeah. go. Go fucking Bucks. We got fucking football's back. If the Big Ten's back, I don't care. Fucking SEC. Oh, they're the best fucking conference. No, Big Ten's back. Big Ten is back. We got Penn State. We got Ohio State. We got Michigan. Michigan lines up with Minnesota. This this sleeper. Sleeper. I don't know if you have that card. your card. I don't even know what your I card is. I avoided the game at all costs. Because you don't know shit about it. I agree with that. I haven't... I'm not even touching the Buckeyes. They're 26-point favorites. Not touching that. But the Big Ten is back. 
Minnesota-Michigan is the game, the highlighted game, Saturday night. That is going to be big time. And my gut, I fucking hate Michigan. My gut still tells me, all uh, motions aside, Minnesota's going to fucking beat Michigan. And they're going to do a little uh, goodbye parade for John Harbaugh. Do they have the, the players? Excuse the only me, thing Jim. that I couldn't, I didn't have time for this week, does Minnesota have the players that they had last year? That's um, the only thing I didn't take my time to look into. They had the same coach. Row the fucking boat. I, no, I get the coach, but sometimes you, you know, you know how it is. You get good players. No, no doubt, no doubt. I think that's something that we'll find out in week one. I know that they lost quite a bit, but I think that they still have their core on offense. Number Does one, Michigan still have a shit show and recruits. Um, like they get all the bad seeds, like Texas. Well, Michigan is already looking forward to Ohio State last game of the season <laughs> because. Their big brother has absolutely just fucking worked them for 18 years straight. So They have no chance in that game. They're, dude, they they overlook every little minor game like that because they're already looking towards Ohio State. And Michigan's going to get fucking worked against Minnesota. It's at Minnesota. It's cold. It's shitty. Jim Harbaugh didn't even think they were going to play football. He, he, I think he's still arguing with the AD and the fucking administrative staff over there on whether or not coronavirus actually exists. And they're so, done with him, huh? They're yeah, oh, done arguing. Well, he loses. Minnesota's going to throw a little goodbye parade for Jim Harbaugh. It's going to be like, oh, have a good one. It was nice seeing you. At the big house? Uh, it's in Minnesota. Okay. So they're going <laughs> to throw it at Minnesota. Lose. So when the bus is driving to the airport, they're going to have the goodbye parade. They're going to have a couple stupid-ass comments that Jim said. It's going to be awesome. Are they going to do them like Lane Kif- Kiffin? Kick him off the bus? Yeah, bye. 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 And, then, and then fucking wild card. Jim Harbaugh is going to get hired by Alabama as the offense coordinator next year. <laughs> Revamp his career. Guys are yeah, yeah, fucking. We know how the story goes, but fucking Big Ten's back. Nick Saban's a fucking COVID genie wizard. Odell's banned for life and for helping kids. What a stupid LSU. I know you got to follow the rule back, but. Stupid. The only nice thing that Odell Beckham's done in his entire life, and you're gonna punish him for it. The guy just wanted to give some fucking hundred dollar bills. Would it be better if he was passing out joints or, what, like, what, what? What do you want Odell to do? He's just giving a couple hundred bucks to each kid. Maybe Justin Jefferson got fake. fucking. And he said they were fake. Right. I mean, come on, he covered his ass. But that's all we got for college football this week, guys. We're gonna give you our picks on DJ's corner. Don't miss that shit. Tune in. With that, boom. Thanks for giving us a listen, bros. Smash that like button. Subscribe to never miss a podcast of The Average Bros. And with that, good night and good gambling.